0: Hey everyone, welcome to the For The Win Podcast. I'm your host, Hamil Javeri. It is the Friday before a really big sports weekend. Joining me today is editor Nick Schwartz. Nick, hi. Hi, Hamel. I'm happy
1: to be here again.
0: Thanks for coming on. Um, so yeah, like I said, there is a ton of sports happening this weekend, but before we get into that, we are going to hear from our friends at Buffalo Wild Wings At Buffalo Wild Wings, we'll admit that we often go overboard with our limited-time offerings. We just can't help ourselves. Take our new signature sampler. For $15, you get wings and three shareable options, like fried pickles or cheese curds. Then there's the aptly-named over-the-top nachos, a literal mountain of crispy tortilla chips loaded with your choice of pulled pork or honey barbecue grilled chicken, corn, jalapenos, and so much more. Then top it all off with our new platinum margarita. Go overboard with us today at Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. It's all available for a limited time while supplies last. And remember, please drink responsibly. All right, guys, back to the show. Nick, uh, there's so much sports happening, I don't know where to start.
1: Neither do I, but I, I suppose we should start with the thing that you're probably most excited about, which is the Stanley Cup Finals.
0: my God. I feel like that has been the recurring theme on this podcast for the past, like, three, four weeks since the Caps got into it. Um, And I really do think that it's like a weird watershed moment in D.C. sports because the Caps finally made it to a Stanley Cup final. Um, It's the first time in 20 years and nobody thought they would get there. So, yeah, it's been pretty crazy.
1: Right, And on the other side, of course, you have the team that full of misfits nobody wanted that nobody thought would be any good this year at all. Uh,
0: the Vegas so, Golden Knights.
1: So one thing that I've been wondering about the Stanley Cup Final is, uh, and maybe you hate this narrative in general, but uh, do you think it's maybe better for the NHL if, if Vegas goes on and wins and completes this like amazing story?
0: I really do. Honestly, I think that the Vegas story is... So fun and compelling. And I think it's great for the NHL because it appeals to people who aren't hockey fans. Uh, you've got this weird core group of hockey fans right now who think that like it, that success came too easy for Vegas, so they're rooting against Vegas, which makes no sense to me. They're just bitter people. Um, so I feel like there's a core group of hockey fans and NHL fans that are against Vegas, but everybody who doesn't really follow the league, I think, really has embraced the storyline, and it's bringing a lot of new people to, to the sport. And if they won the Cup, I think it would be even better.
1: Uh, what would winning the Cup do for Ovi, though? I mean, what, what's the, where would Ovi stand all-time among like the greatest players ever with a Cup, as opposed to without one?
0: God, I don't know. That's such a great question because you think about his legacy all the time in terms of how many goals he scored, how many Rocket Richard trophies that he's won, plus the fact that the Capitals have won the President's Trophy so many times. His legacy, in a weird way, is secure as being one of the best players, one of the greatest goal scorers ever, but anybody's legacy feels incomplete if they haven't won a cup. So I think that he really he really needs that to to just put all the haters to rest away, right? Because that's the argument that people will keep bringing up over and over and over again. Like, well, he never won a cup. Well, Sidney Crosby won three. So I think for him to actually be able to win a cup means that people can stop questioning how great he is.
1: Yeah. It would also just be huge for Washington because unless I'm forgetting something, there hasn't been a Washington sports championship and, in- quite a while.
0: Yeah, I think it's something like 30 years. I, I I mean, I don't know football, so don't yell at me if I'm wrong on this, but I assume the Redkins the Redskins won, but they won 30 years ago, right?
1: Yeah, it was it was definitely a while ago.
0: Yeah, so there was definitely a while ago. So the city is, you know, it's been over a generation since there has been any kind of championship. Um so, you know, and in a lot of ways it means a lot to the city, and it means a lot to OV. I think people just want something to root for, and they would have taken anything at this point. Part of the problem has been that for a while, the Capitals and the Nationals have been so good, but they haven't been able to really clear that final hurdle. So it it should... It should be really interesting to how to see how all this plays out, considering also that Vegas is a really hard team to root against, you know? I, I just don't see how you can root against a team that is kind of made up of misfits and, and cast-offs and is from Vegas in their first season.
1: Yeah, I think they'll definitely be kind of the, uh, the casual fan's favorite.
0: Yeah, as they should be. It's so weird to... I mean, in a weird way, I'm a total homer, but not really because I can see both sides of it and... There's no part of me that wants Vegas to lose, which is really weird. So it's just really fun to have two teams that you're super invested in for a final.
1: Hemel, uh, so when is game one?
0: So game one is Monday at 8 p.m. There's a weird long break, um, but yeah, it should be really fun. So what else is happening in sports this weekend? We've got the Indy 500. Yeah,
1: so it's kind of sneakily one of the biggest sports weekends of the year. You have, especially if you if you like uh, motorsports or soccer. Uh, So motorsports on Sunday is going to be crazy because you have the uh, Formula One as its biggest race of the year. The Monaco Grand Prix uh, is on early in the morning. Uh, Then you have the Indy 500 and then later at night you have the NASCAR's Coca-Cola 600. Uh, And then also I believe it's on Saturday the uh, Champions League final between Liverpool and Real Madrid.
0: So there's a lot going on. Um, you're a big motorsports guy. The Monaco Grand Prix. There's so much like mythology associated with how glamorous and fashionable it is. Is it really like that?
1: Yeah, it's 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 very glitzy. I feel like you would like it if you watched it, Emil. You're all about the celebrities, and uh, that's pretty much what this race is. It's in like this uh, just incredible like ritzy city. They're just racing through the streets for two hours. Uh, yeah, it's just a great spectacle, and it's something that even if you have never watched a Formula One race before, it's a good one to, uh, it's, on, it's on national television, it'll be on ABC, uh, and I think they're airing it live on ESPN in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's a good uh, race to jump into if you're at all curious.
0: I am, and I've we've talked about this before, I think, but about the difference between Grand Prix's uh, and kind of IndyCar NASCAR, which is that they're not on a track, they're just racing through the streets.
1: Right. Well, yeah, some of them are on track. Some of them are on on street circuits and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's a totally different experience to, say, the Indy 500, which will be like a – it'll feel like a marathon in comparison. Um, But, of course, it'll be super exciting in the the last couple laps.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, our reporter, Michelle Martinelli, is out in Indy, and she is, you know, kind of – she's covering everything there, but it's Danica's last race, um, and I feel like she's going to be kind of like Dale Jr., right? She's never going to disappear from the sport, but this is her last competitive event.
1: Yeah, well, at the same time, though, uh, I mean, do you see Danica kind of getting in, a, uh, in an analyst role or, or doing the TV, stuff like that? I feel like she might kind of branch off and do her own, her own thing in different arenas uh, as opposed to IndyCar.
0: I agree with you. I think that she definitely has more potential outside of kind of that niche circuit of IndyCar and NASCAR fans to really be more like brand lifestyle-y, right? I know she's hosting the, S- she's hosting the SBs, right? Right, that's true. Yeah, so she's that'll, hosting. That'll be huge. That'll be huge, and I think that she'll be able to take her, like what she's cultivated as this kind of like Girl next door, best friend, personality, and really be able to do anything she wants with that. And I think it would be kind of selling herself short if she stayed in that niche world of racing.
1: Right. And you see just with her, with her Instagram, like she's got so many, she does, uh, she's big into yoga. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. She's yeah, there's so many different directions she can go with what she wants to do after racing.
0: You know, I, I follow a lot of people on Instagram, and I think that a lot of people are aspirational, but I would say Danica's yoga practice is the most aspirational because the stuff that she can do is just out of this world. Um.
1: <laughs> we should have sent you to, to Angie to do yoga with her.
0: Oh, my God. I'm a super jealous of Michelle. She's kind of just hanging out, and she'll get to talk to Chris Hemsworth, who I gave, I gave Michelle a lot of questions for Chris Hemsworth, and she was like, I don't think I can ask these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is, is he the best Chris? Where does he rank among the Chris's? Oh, his
0: stock went way, way up. So now he's definitely the best Chris. Uh, the best Chris used to be Chris Pine. Now it's Chris Hemsworth. So
1: <laughs> speaking of uh, actors and movies and all that, uh, it's also a big weekend because a new Star Wars spinoff, Uh, came out, I guess, last night. It started screening. Uh, I'm sure millions of people will go to see that this weekend. Uh, How are you feeling about about Solo?
0: So I don't feel great about Solo. And I know that I've kind of cultivated this reputation as, like, The Office's de facto comic book nerd or sci-fi nerd. But I'm not a big Star Wars person. It's definitely not a franchise that holds any kind of, like affinity for me. I think people who like Star Wars definitely are like plugged into the nostalgia factor of it. That being said, I think Solo looks not great at all. (laughs) And I I don't envision it being a really good movie in general. Are you into Star Wars?
1: Uh, Yes, I am, but I'm not sure. It's definitely waning for me, because the last two movies I didn't really care so much about. Uh, Rogue One was really good, but the the two episodes 7 and 8 were kind of disappointing um yeah i think there's so much going against this movie like first of all it feels like it came out of nowhere like episode eight came out not that long ago Uh, there hasn't really been much of a build-up i feel like just when you when you're on the internet or you're driving around and looking at billboards and stuff it doesn't feel like there's very much hype for this movie at all
0: and that's kind of how i feel too it it's really like when they said they were going to do this movie i was like Who asked for this movie? Like, was there a pressing need from the market to to have, like, a Han Solo movie? Um, So I have another theory about it, if you want to hear it. Of course. Okay. So this definitely is a little, like, sci-fi nerdy. But this character, right, the Han Solo character, is so beloved. And he's been beloved by generations of people. And Harrison Ford has kind of been so iconic with it. I think that whoever they cast to make it and whatever kind of movie they made from it, there's no way that it would appease fans who for 30 years have liked this one version of it. Do you know what I mean? Like the the bar is set so high, it's almost impossible to clear.
1: Well, you know, and I was thinking about this earlier is that I feel like eventually, because they're just going to keep on pumping out Star Wars movies. Eventually, they're going to make a Princess Leia movie. And that's going to be like, there's going to be so much backlash because everybody sees Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia, but, I mean, that's speculating about what might happen. Um, I've tried not to spoil this movie for myself, uh, but I did look at the Rotten Tomatoes and just kind of got a general sense of how it's reviewing. It looks like it's kind of middle of the road. Um, but what's interesting is I saw, uh, you know, more than one person was kind of pointing out that this feels like... Uh, it feels like one of the less important Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. mm mm-hmm. um, And it feels like Disney is kind of, like, pushing... Uh, Star Wars in that direction where they want to have that sort of like Marvel universe like yeah the extravaganza going on
0: yeah it's like so Marvel built theirs with like they did you know franchises uh, one big franchise but built on tentpole movies for every single character like within the, the universe and it feels like Star Wars is like oh why don't we apply that formula and have one like Poe will get his own movie, and Rey will get her own movie, and Darth Vader will get his own movie, or whatever. Um, I I totally agree with that, and I this feels like the Ant-Man version, you know what I mean? Like, it's not super important, but they made it because they know people will go watch it.
1: Right, well, and it feels like it won't work just because, so you started with Star Wars, which was kind of like the Avengers, right? You have yeah. all these separate characters working together. You can't really do that in reverse, and then take you know take like these smaller characters that are from a bigger thing, and then try and expect people to be interested in in someone who wasn't already like their own character established. Yeah,
0: in previous stories. Yeah, they're trying to work backward, and it's it's not it doesn't work that way. Um, the one thing that I am excited about within the, the solo movie though is Donald Glover as uh, Lando Calrissian. Is that how you Artisan, say it? Yeah. Yeah. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. I wanted to call him Kardashian and I know that's not right. <laughs> but I think Donald Glover seems to me the only one that really was like charismatic and intriguing in the trailer. And I think Amelia Clark, whoever she plays, she's just woefully miscast. She just she's not great. I'm not a great big Game of Thrones person anyway, so I'm not a huge fan of hers.
1: Yeah. also Woody Harrelson's in the movie he, he's in everything it seems like so I'm not super excited to see him again but
0: yeah and it's so weird right when you look at him you just always see Woody Harrelson like I never see the character that he's playing so I think that's going to be pretty so, I'm in... sure they'll make tons of money anyway <laughs> yeah so in between all the sports watching there is the new Star Wars movie to go check out which it sounds like Nick is going to do um, maybe next week you can come back and, and give us your review Nick
1: Yes, let's do that.
0: Okay. All right, guys. Thank you very much for listening, and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.